This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we are recapping the first week of spring sports. Plus, we talk to our Bobcats of the week and look back at the NASCAC championships for men's swimming. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The men's swimming team finished sixth at the NESCAC championships over the weekend with 854.5 points, well ahead of seventh place Middlebury. It is the Bates men's team's fifth consecutive year of placing among the top six teams at the NESCAC championships and the first time they have done so without a diver on the roster. Seniors Riley Ewing and Teddy Pender led the way for Bates with both swimmers earning three all NESCAC honors. Pender overcame a stomach virus leading up to the meet, and he is our male Bobcat of the week. My week started off pretty good. I was feeling amazing in the water, to be honest, and then sort of Tuesday I wasn't feeling good, and Wednesday I, uh, I wound up in the ER with a sort of a flu and a stomach bug, and then somehow I managed to get on the bus on Thursday to go to Bowdoin and uh, swim a little bit Thursday night, uh, Thursday night, and then uh, hop in the water to race on Friday, so... It's kind of lucky to end up racing, to be honest. Well, yeah, when you're in the ER on Wednesday, are you thinking to yourself, I may not be able to swim, or are you thinking, are you just so like miserable you're not even thinking about that? Oh, I'm just thinking about how I can get better. Yeah. Um, what can I, if I couldn't have swum, how could I help the guys a little bit? Um, that's, the guys are my main concern. Uh, getting better would, would happen by itself, and the team is my first concern. Probably helped that the meet was so close to here, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, definitely. We've been on bus rides to Middlebury, uh, Wesleyan, and Williams, and those are um, more than a few hours. Uh, so we were, it was pretty grateful just to hop on a bus for 30 to 35 minutes and get off and be able to lie back down and, and relax a little bit. So it was really nice, to be honest. So when you got there Thursday and swam a little bit, did you feel like, okay, now I can do this? Not really, no. no. <laughs> uh, I didn't know I could do much at all till about uh, Friday morning. Uh-huh. Um, I tried to do something fast on Thursday, but... We were kind of held back a bit for that and just let my body keep re- uh, recovering. So I didn't really know if I could do very well until about Friday morning. And then I just sort of gradually got better as the meet went on, which was nice to see. Well, you started off right away with a new school record in the 50-yard uh, fly, right? Yeah, I took it from my hero, Matt Gagne. Um, he was a senior my freshman year. Um, so uh, it's kind of uh, kind of nice to see things come full circle with that. So yeah. And then I understand you also swam a beat cut in the 100 yard fly. Is that correct? In 100 yard freestyle, yeah. Oh, 100 yard freestyle, um, yeah. So if if uh, if that relay, if one of our relays gets invited, then I could swim that at nationals. Um, and that's all I really needed to do. Um, that's all I wanted to do this weekend. Yeah, gotcha. And the relays are right there, possibly to be selected, right? Yeah, the re- uh, we have two relays um, that could be selected. So that's, I think there's a total of five guys that could end up going. Um, but fingers crossed we'll find out uh, Wednesday or officially Thursday. Excellent. And what did you learn from your experience last year at Nationals that you hope to apply this year? Oh, um, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, it's uh, There's no pressure on you to do anything. There are, there are guys there who, who are fast, and um, they're the ones who, who are going to get beat if somebody's going to get beat. And it's, it's how many places you can move up. Um, so there's no pressure. It's great to watch a, lo- a bunch of fun and uh, uh, fast swimming. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just an amazing time. 
Peter was saying one of the relays, when you entered the pool, you guys were like in six and you ended up in third. Is that correct? Uh, Big um, gainer? Uh, <laughs> I think he's talking about the four and four star uh-huh. relay. Yeah. Um, the last one. I think, yeah, we must, I think we went in about sixth and I came, I came through the 50 wall. And I went, wow, I've gone past a couple of people. I just tried to hold on and catch this one last guy from Amherst and I think we got, uh, touched him by four one hundredths. So that was a good race. Yeah, relay is extra exciting because like you can make up ground like that. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's fun to see the exchange of um, of leads and relays, <clears throat> and it's definitely something to get hyped up about behind the blocks because nobody's you're never out of the race. At some point, somebody could have a bad start, somebody could get disqualified. Um, there's a lot of waves at Bowden, um, so you got to swim tactically too. Um, yeah. The, the relay is always something to get excited about, and it's always it's always fun to swim them, especially when you've got uh, two other seniors on the team and uh, all the guys on, on the relay were my training partners, so it, it's just great to have that one last uh, swim with all the guys. Yeah, you would think every pool would be the same, but I guess they're not, right? <laughs> I mean, you've got different pools with different depths. Uh-huh. Uh, some pools might have two lane ropes mm-hmm. in between each lane. Then you've got less waves. Uh, deeper pools are usually faster, too. Um, but each pool has a different feel to it. But at the end of the day, a pool's got two walls, it's got water in it, and you can swim fast <laughs> no matter what. You touched on your teammates. I mean, I know Riley Ewing, another great year for him, right? What have you seen from him? Um, Riley's been solid all year. Um, and my, my hat goes off to him. He's absolutely outstanding, um, consistent, strong, uh, great leader, um, and a really close friend. You and Riley and the rest of the senior class, I mean, you guys have really helped propel the men's swimming program forward. Have you thought about that at all in terms of the legacy you're leaving or anything like that? Um, not really, no. no. I, haven't, I haven't really <laughs> thought about things like that. Um, but, but at the end of the day, it, uh, it, it's not um, what happens after we leave. It, it, it's, it's not who can replace us. It's what can everybody do to continue to improve the program mm-hmm. um, I don't think there's ever been a year when somebody went oh we need to replace that guy mm-hmm. it's not the point to replace that guy we'll never really replace them he was our friend mm-hmm. um, you're already our friend so the point is what can we do to make up that ground and how can we help incoming first years to achieve what they want to achieve and fit into our goals as well so it's all more of a more of a family feel and, and the idea that not one person has to do everything, but everybody has to just do a little bit, and that's important. I have one more question for you. You guys were wearing, like, baseball jerseys or something? What was going on there? Um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> we, we, we got some old baseball jerseys that looked absolutely amazing. Um, and Yeah, they're, they're fantastic, and um, it really made us look like a team. And we, we were getting looks, and we were getting questions about, where did you get those from? Those are really cool. Uh, can I get one, too? <laughs> no, this one's mine. Um, yeah, we, they're, they're fantastic, and we, we were really blessed to get those. Did Peter come up with those, or how did that happen? Uh, it must have been Coach. Yeah. Uh, he's a huge baseball fan. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's through him. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Teddy Pender, I'm Mel Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Aaron. Both swimming teams will find out this week about who will compete in the upcoming NCAA Championships March 21 through 24 in Indianapolis, Indiana. Senior captains Sally Cisse and Jack Kiley made headlines for the Bobcat track and field programs, with Cisse breaking her own program record in the triple jump by soaring 40 feet 3.5 inches. Meanwhile, Kylie ran the fastest indoor mile by a Bobcat since 1984, Sunday at the BU Last Chance Invitational.
clocking in at 4 minutes, 9.14 seconds. Both appear set to compete along with some of their teammates at the NCAA Championships coming up March 9th and 10th in Birmingham, Alabama. The women's lacrosse team opened its season by traveling to Colorado College and defeating the number 21 nationally ranked Tigers by a score of 19-14 on Thursday. Camille Bell-Tate scored four goals and Annie Duke, Katie Allard, and Summer Diaz added three goals each. Duke's three goals were a career high and the senior added a career high two assists to go along with four ground balls. And for that, Annie Duke is our female Bobcat of the week. Annie, first of all, you're from Colorado. First game of the year at Colorado. So how exciting was that for you to be an hour away from where you grew up? It was super exciting. It was fun for my family, too, for the for us to come out there instead of them having to travel out here, which was really fun. How often do they get to see you play? Well, I have a twin sister who goes to Hamilton, so okay. they always fly out for the Hamilton-Bates matchup. So usually they're only here for two or three games this season. Obviously the game went really well. What was working so well for you out there on the field? Um, well, I'm healthy again, which helps. Um, and I don't know, it was, I guess it was fun being in my home state with, and knowing my family was there. Um, and I was just excited to play senior year. I have nothing to lose, so I, I played with intensity. So what's been the process like? I know you hurt your sophomore year, came back uh, your junior year a little bit, but trying to get back to full health. Um, yeah, so actually I had a hip surgery my um, freshman summer and then I was injured and then was back for two weeks and tore my ACL which was a big bummer so I was injured for about two years um, and did just a bunch of PT to get back and uh, get strong again. How do you feel now? 100%? Feeling 100%. I'm feeling good which is great. Great. So as a senior what are some of the goals you've set in your mind maybe for this season? Um, I guess not to have any like regrets and just put it all out on the field and um, I guess try my hardest and make up for some injured time or loss, that, some time loss that I had during my injuries. Sure, and then I know some of the rules are different this year. Uh, uh, how's that impacted the game so far? I mean, through one game, what have you noticed? Um, it's a lot faster, so you don't have to stop on the whistle anymore. So you can just get down the field and mark up faster, which makes it easier in transition. Uh, it's a lot more fun and fast, but there's also a shot clock. But I. I guess it doesn't really make a difference on how fast we're scoring and stuff, so it's been good so far. What was it like to see the team do so well on offense like that? Um, it was a lot of fun. A bunch of different people scored, um, and a lot of people had a lot of goals too, so that was fun. Um, Summer Diaz, a freshman, killed it. She had three goals, which was fun to see. Yeah, it's always good to see the newcomers do well, right? right? Yeah, it's <laughs> super fun. So um, now the team has um, a couple games this week as well. I know you get a challenge uh, while you play Wednesday and then you play Saturday. I know that will be a challenge with Middlebury, yeah, right? Yeah, the first time we've played, well, my first time playing Middlebury this early in the season, usually it's a lot later. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. How has the team come together with like the limited practice time you get before the season? Um, we're definitely nervous about that playing Colorado College because they've been practicing with their coach for a month where we've only been practicing before our game for like four or five days. Um, but we do a lot of practice in the off season with our captains and so it worked out well, better than we were hoping. You touched on your family being able to make the trip there. Did it feel like, could you hear their support from the crowd? <laughs> um, yeah, I could. My mom likes to yell really loud. <laughs> Great, great. And then, um, I, I mean, in terms of this season, I mean, after last year, where are some of the focuses, in focus 
the coaching staff has emphasized and uh, the team has as well about what is key to success this year? So all the NESCAC teams are good, and usually they're close, like one or two goal games. So I guess just winning those instead of – because last year we lost a lot of those. So I guess just winning those games. Yeah, Brett mentioned that in his previous season interview that there were so many close games last yeah. year, right? Was that pretty frustrating? Or? Yeah, it's always frustrating because it's pretty even match. It's just like a few mistakes that uh, determine who's the winner. What's it like having your former teammate, Mariah, as an assistant coach? Oh, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, she knows so much about the game, and she knows us really well, so it's it's been really awesome. So you're a senior now, but take me back when you were deciding for colleges. Uh, coming from Colorado, how did you decide to come out here to Maine to go to Bates? Um, well, Brett reached out to me, and I was looking at NESCAC schools, um, and I knew I wanted to leave the state of Colorado and come out east. Um, and then I did a visit and loved it. So I just decided to come here. And lacrosse is known as like an East Coast sport stereotypically, but how much lacrosse were you playing I mean, growing up? Was it really big in Colorado? Yeah, it's it's bigger in Denver, but not huge in the state of Colorado. So I definitely wanted to come out here because the competition is harder and more competitive. Um, but yeah, it was definitely great to come out here and we have better matchups and competition. Do you remember what your biggest adjustment was when you arrived, whether it be on the field, off the field? Had you ever been to Maine before? No, I'd never been to Maine before, before my Bates visit, but um, I don't know. It, I guess having the ocean so close is different, um, but yeah, no, it's been great. And you, your twin sister went to Hamilton, yeah. so how'd that all happen? <laughs> well, my dad actually went to Hamilton, okay. so <laughs> when we play each other, there's some bias. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is it fun to have that in-family rivalry? Yeah, it is a lot of fun. But um, a lot of my cousins went to the NESCAC as well mm -hmm. for athletics. So, Great, great. And so um, this week in practice, what do you think some focus is going to be preparing for the weekend? Obviously, you yeah, have the midweek game as well, though. Um, I think we'll definitely um working on our offensive movement um, as well as uh, high, more high pressure on defense and um, figuring out an offensive plan for Middlebury on Saturday. Annie Duke, our female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. The number 11 nationally ranked Bates men's lacrosse team fell to number 3 RIT by a score of 9-7 to on Saturday. Senior captain Clark Jones and sophomore Matt Lestava scored two goals each to lead Bates in a close contest at UMass Amherst. RIT rose to number one in the country after the game, while the Bobcats are now 14th in the nation. Bates plays its home opener this Wednesday against Babson. The Bates tennis teams win a combined 4-2 and two last week on their annual California trip to start the spring season. Bates particularly thrived at number two doubles, with the women's doubles team of first-year Hannah Sweeney and sophomore Lauren Hernandez going 3-0 on the week. Hernandez and Sweeney joined the Bobcast to talk about the keys to their early success. Definitely communication. Um, we flow really well on court together, but that communication in between points, during the point, um, we're really able to trust each other and depend on each other um, during the match. And then Hannah, as a first year, what's been some adjustments you've been making to the college game? You got to play, obviously, in the fall as well, but now here in the spring. Yeah, well, our coach just really implements a culture of, like, playing without any fear and always bringing up the energy level so that's something that's been really different for me with college doubles and I think Lauren and I uh, did a really good job with that out in California and that's why we had a lot of success. And to follow up on that what made you decide you wanted to come to Bates for school? Um, 
Well, kind of as cheesy as it sounds, when I did my official visit here, I just kind of could picture myself here. I kind of had that feeling that um, I knew it was the right fit, and the girls on the team were all super welcoming, um, and I just knew that the team atmosphere was the kind that I was looking for. And then Lauren, as a sophomore, what did you apply from last year's experience as a first year to, to this season so far? I definitely think that um, just keeping a positive attitude and growing throughout having the experience of last season um, and now knowing what to expect and um, sort of upping my game, not only like off on the court, but mentally too. Um, working with the sports psychologist, Jerry Lynch in California really helps out a lot. Um, and just getting to know the team, my teammates better, um, has really like helped me and everybody uh, be successful for this season. Yes, I'm interested in a first year's take on working with a sports psychologist. Have you ever done that before? Um, no, not necessarily in the same uh, way that we did in California. Um, I really enjoyed the time we spent with Jerry. I thought that he had a lot of really productive things uh, to say, and I definitely felt like we used that a lot. Um, he also just really emphasizes, like, the team culture and making sure that everyone bonds and is comfortable and I think that it just helped us get a lot closer out there and it just showed in you know our cheering for each other and on court um, those things went a long way. And then of the three matches you played out there in California in terms of doubles what really stood out to you you think? Um, I think our Pomona match was definitely our toughest. Uh, we were down 0-4 oh, um, in the pro set, and we were able to come back. And I think we held at 6-6. Had about a few deuce points, which was um, exciting, actually. Uh, and I think just, like, our determination and just, like, our grit out there really held us through and um, propelled us to be able to pull through a, a win. And um, I just think playing with Hannah is really great. We get along really well, and we were able to push each other to reach that final end result, which we both wanted. Great. And then um, in high school, is it a similar format in terms of doubles and singles, or do you only play singles? Um, so high school tennis, I only played singles because um, that's how it worked in from where I come from. I did play uh, USGA doubles matches, but um, they were kind of few and far between, so not nearly as much as uh, what you do in college. Um, so definitely, like mentally preparing for uh, being more comfortable with doubles was something that I really worked on and playing with Lauren has made me a lot more comfortable and uh, I think just long-term progress, it, it's helped out a lot. You jumped right in at number three singles too, right? What's that experience been like? It's been good, yeah. I, um, I mean, I'm happy that I've been able to make like an immediate impact so far. Um, I it was really good energy out in California um, and also just the overall culture there's really not um, there's more of an emphasis on playing without fear rather than being nervous so I think as a freshman that's really comforting because it can be a little overwhelming your first team matches but just knowing that you'll be rewarded for you know uh, going for things rather, you know, regardless of the outcome of the point or the shot, um, it gives you a lot more confidence. Great. And then, Lauren, looking forward, what are some goals you've set maybe in your mind? 
Well, I think just uh, Hannah and I, for doubles, playing to the best of our ability uh, at this point. Um, our team culture, as Hannah just said, it's not really about the wins or losses, but it's just about how, how hard you play and playing with that uh, concept of no fear. Um, so I really think just playing my game uh, in singles and working on the little things um, that I can do to really um, make me proud of myself and uh, proud of for the team uh, and represent Bates Tennis the best that I can. All right, Hannah Sweeney, Lauren Hernandez, thanks so much. Thank you. The men's doubles team of senior captain Josh Liner and junior Josh Keanu went 3-0 at number two doubles as well. They are in their third season playing together. We just developed this chemistry that showed on the court, and uh, the opponents felt it too. We just clicked, and uh, things just worked out really well. And Josh Liner, what have you seen from the development? Um, you know, again, as Q just said, like, we're so comfortable on court together. Um, I sort of, like, know what he's going to do before he does it, and I think the same is true with Q, and that makes playing with him really easy. He's got no weaknesses in his game, and he really allows me to relax and bring out the best in my game. And to follow up on that, you know, in terms of doubles, what are some keys to a good doubles team in general? Um, just to attack, attack, attack. Um, sometimes in singles it's best to remain a little more passive, but doubles is very instinctual. Um, and I think uh, one advantage that Q and I have, having played together for so many years now, uh, is that we sort of, again, know each other's games really well, which allows us to, you know, bring out the best in each other. And Q, any particularly memorable matches from over the last week the, of the three? Yeah, um, our match against Kalu, I've never seen Liner play so well in my life. Like, I was, he was all over the net. I felt like I didn't have to do anything at all. Um, it made me feel really relaxed, and then I think everyone on the team and the audience was like, wow, like, he's playing unreal. So um, I think that's definitely one of the most memorable matches I'll remember. Q and I actually, over the past couple of weeks, have talked a lot about strategy, and I think it all came together that match. But I've been joking, my back was sort of hurting, so I was out of singles. But I think my back should hurt more often if I'm going to play like that. <laughs> And then um, I know you guys get to work with sports psychologist Dr. Jerry Lynch out there in California. What's that experience like for you each year? Um, so each year we always get something different from it. Uh, this year we were really focused on the present and staying in the moment, not worrying about the outcomes. And that's really helped us. It's like before we were worried about winning and like certain teams we should be winning against. But now it's just like we go on the court, we're just doing us. And if things work out, they work out. And then last year, obviously, you guys were able to make the NESCAC tournament uh, for the first time since you guys have been in school. And so what was that experience like, and how has it propelled you forward this year? Really cool experience. Um, being in the postseason for the first time was really exciting. Um, I think what we've learned from that experience is that it's, it's bad to have expectations, as Q said. It's best to just sort of get 2% better every day and see where that leads us at the end of the season. Great. And then, Q, looking forward kind of this year, what are some goals you've set maybe in your mind? Um, well, in my mind, I think just take every day like as that day. Don't think too far forward. Um, we do have a really solid team this year, but if we set too high like of expectations, we're going to put a lot of stress on ourselves and a lot of pressure, and we don't want that. We just want to every day do our process, and that's been our thing, and we had a successful California trip, so I'm really excited for that. Yeah, and that trip, obviously, the, whole, the team gets a big house, right? What's that experience like? It's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, you get to know a lot of your teammates better, even the ones you've been on the team with for several years, and it's a great opportunity to meet the, the newcomers as well. Uh, you know, you're cooking together, you're going in the pool. It's like everything. It's a great experience. Follow up on um, you being one of the captains along with Ben. What's that experience been like so far? Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, ben is a 
great person to be a captain with. He's a natural leader. Um, and I, I think being a captain of this team has been really easy because it's a great group of guys who all buy into the culture. Um, and, you know, sort of having been on the team for three years, I feel like Ben and I have a really good perspective about um, like what we need to do and how we need to act, and I think everybody's done a great job. Q, you're up there now, number two singles. What's that been like so far? Um, it hasn't been too much of a difference. Like, my mentality has been steadily the same. I think I grew as a person definitely mentally-wise, but um, if, if I just keep keep everything the same, like, things work out. And if I don't think too much about, like, where I'm playing at and, and just, instead just think about the game itself, um, like, I feel so much better about it, and I feel so much more confident going in. So whether I'm playing, like, five or two singles, it doesn't matter. Like, we're all on the court doing our thing. All right, and then um, for you personally, Josh, you know, looking back at the California trip, he mentioned the Cal Lutheran match being the most memorable. Is that the same thing for you? Uh, yeah, that was a great match. I had a lot of fun, and I certainly played really well. I really enjoyed our Pomona match mm-hmm. uh, because things were a little rocky early on. Uh, we were neck and neck with our opponents, who were quite good. Um, and then we were sort of, like, joking with each other in the back of the court, and I think it allowed us to, like, loosen up uh, a little bit, and that's the sort of thing that Q and I can do after playing together for three years is that we like know you know which buttons to press and how to bring out the best in each other now in california you guys got to play outdoors i assume um now coming back to northeast probably indoors for a little bit differences similarities for you uh no the same game plan definitely just uh keep our eyes open a lot like we got to be a lot more focused because balls are flying faster but the same game plan obviously um and as liner said what we do best is that we know each other and we know which buttons to push. Like, two years ago, I would not be telling him the things I would be telling him today. And he wouldn't be telling me the things he was telling me. Like, during our Pomona match, he was like, literally like, he was saying, breathe, breathe, breathe. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got it, I got it. <laughs> but uh, that definitely helped me through it. And, like, that's why we're such a good team, because we know each other so well. And uh, well, obviously the weather's great today, but I imagine some indoor matches coming up. Similar differences for you there? Uh, not really. You know, we talk about playing the ball all the time in practice, not playing the team, not playing the surface. Um, just really excited to get after it. All right, Josh. Josh, thanks so much. Thank, Thank you. you. The men's squash team defeated Kobe but fell to Franklin and Marshall and Middlebury at CSA Team Nationals over the weekend. With both squash team seasons over, we sat down with head coach Pat Cosker to look back on the year and a preview individual nationals coming up this weekend in Washington, D.C. We begin with the women and their program record for all NESCAC selections. They've been really coming on strong lately. Obviously, Lutza and Vicky had a really strong fall as well, so they added to the to their win totals in the fall. But, um, but yeah, le- recently we've just come on pretty strong and uh, finished the strong this season, you know, the way that we expected to, and... I'm just really proud of the, the those four women and, and the other six for all the hard work and commitment they, they put in all winter. Well, Eliza, after she took the fall off, came back in January, only lost one match. I mean, how good has she been? And, and now she's going to play at individual nationals, right? Yeah, she's a rock star. She uh, she lost one match. Um, and, uh, yeah, even that one. I mean, I think she, she probably could have won that one, and she wants to have that one back. But, yeah, she has a bright future. I mean, when she's healthy, she's one of our best players, no question. And, um, you know, the, the top six, top six, seven, I mean, they, they all can, can beat each other on any given day. And um, we're in a good position to, to continue to, to put some wins together for, for a couple of years here. I found it kind of amusing at the Walker Cup. 
where the headline on the college squash website was Bates upsets Tufts. I mean, that was the third time you beat Tufts this year, right? Yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> we, we were the third seed behind the two seed who we had beaten twice in the past 10 days. Right. And then the two seed had beaten the one seed the weekend before. So uh, we knew that if we played the way that we were supposed to, that we would probably win the division. Um, and that's what happened. And it's it's hard sometimes. We talked about this as going in, knowing that, if you play the best you can, you're going to win. Um, and almost expecting to win is almost sometimes harder than where we usually are or where we sort of tend to be at Bates is, you know, the sort of the underdog and, you know, coming from behind and fighting and then winning in the end. We we were sort of the uh, the odds-on favorite. Um, so that makes you a little bit nervous as a coach. But, um, you know, the, the women had been putting together some really nice matches even the losses we talked about it, the loss to Brown, the loss to Williams and Middlebury, uh, the loss to GW, those are some really good teams, and they'd been playing really well. Um, so we knew that if we put it all together, we would we would win three matches and finish the season that way, and that's what happened. Now, for individual nationals coming up, who's going to be participating for the women? So the, the four are um, Katie Manchinak, mm-hmm. um, and then Eliza, Vicky, and Lutza are going down there. And... Um, all at this point are into the draw. I think maybe Katie and uh, Eliza might be on the waiting list. I can't remember exactly, but we'll know in the next couple of days here. Um, and Lutza should have a, a pretty high seed in the B draw. Um, and, you know, if she plays the way that she's been playing, she'll have a shot to be an All-American, which would be incredible. And she, you know, she deserves it. She she was close last year. She was one match away last year. Um and uh, she could do it if she really wants to. And, and, you know, the draw sets out the way that it that it might. Um, she'll have a real shot. I remember a couple of years back going to individual nationals, one of our players at that point, you know, Darius said that half the battle or almost all the battle is wanting it more than your opponent at that point because a lot of people are burned out, right? Totally. It's really about who wants to be there and who wants to win. Um, it's a little bit of a head trip because we talk – every day all day about the team and finishing strong for the team and playing for each other and and all that and then you know that stops and then you sort of put the same uniform on and you're really just competing for yourself there's really no team points involved there's no there's really nothing that that um that goes into it as far as Bates is concerned other than just the pride of putting the uniform on again um, and so you're really just playing for yourself and your ranking and your your rating and all that stuff. So it it's a little bit of a head trip um, being this far into the season. I mean, everyone's tired. Everyone's banged up. Nobody's at 100%. Um, when you get to those Saturday afternoon matches, um, you know, there might be a party on the college campus. And, uh, you know, some of the other guys are they're doing that. And um, if you just kind of stay focused and continue to, to take care of your body and work hard and, and fight, um, you know, good things will happen. And, and that's what we've seen in the past. We've, we've always had good individual, um, good individual uh, matches with our team. And, and uh, I, I expect the same this weekend. Yeah, I recall a couple of individual national titles recently. <laughs> well, speaking of men's squash, <laughs> speaking of men's squash, obviously the Summers Cup, Franklin Marshall, Middlebury, some tough opponents you guys ran into, right? Yeah. Yeah, we that we had a really good fun week. Um the the guys went down to Chelsea Piers in Connecticut and trained and stayed with uh with some families and ate some good food and slept and hung out and um it, it was a little disappointing obviously to to 
run into the buzzsaw of, of Middlebury yesterday. That was that's always tough to lose to them. And um, F and M, you know, they played really well on Saturday. I feel like they really wanted to beat us after they came all the way up here, and we we put it on them pretty good. So um, yeah, you know, it's disappointing to lose. We don't like to lose. We're not very used to it. Um, at the same time. They Middlebury and F and M deserve a lot of credit for the way that they play. They they fought really hard all the way to the end, and um, I, I it's not an excuse, but our schedule is kind of tricky. We played uh, we were supposed to play at six thirty on Friday night. We got on the court at about seven forty five p.m. Um, we got out of the building at eleven o'clock, um, and then had to do it again the next day. And both Friday and Saturday, we were following. Um, our match was after Trinity played and being at Trinity when Trinity plays Princeton and Harvard and St. Lawrence is um, it's a show. It's an yeah. absolute show. It's about the pinnacle of college squash. And so we kind of got sucked into that. Um, I don't blame. I did, too. You know, everyone sort of sits there and watches and in awe and amazement at you know, two of the best teams in the country playing each other. Um, and then we have to kind of snap out of it, get back into our huddle, warm up and play a really good team on our level. And that's challenging to do. We're a young team. Um, we've battled some focus issues all year. Uh, and, you know, I'm not blaming anyone. It's just we, we fought about as hard as we could, and, and F&M and Middlebury just came up a little bit stronger than we did. Well, St. Lawrence gave Trinity a scare there, didn't they? Yeah, they probably uh, they probably should have won that match. I You know, we were... We have friends on both sides, so I'm not going to say who we were rooting for. But, <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, we watched it basically until we had to stop watching it. And St. Lawrence, it looked like St. Lawrence was going to win there for for a while. Um, I know they were devastated to lose, and and in fact, a couple guys couldn't even play on Sunday for St. Lawrence. So, um, yeah, Trinity is just you know they're it, we're lucky to have them in our conference because they push us, and you know we obviously uh, the Paul Asianti, the coach, and I are good friends and. Um, we share a lot of trade secrets and all that, and and it's just it's it's great to have them in our conference because I think it elevates our status status and stature, um, and it pushes our guys. We talk about Trinity a lot. We we don't necessarily want to be like them, but we talk about them, and we, we you know we we sort of emulate some of the things that they do for sure. And then for the men, two all NESCAC selections, <clears throat> Mahmoud and Ani. Uh, pretty cool to see Ani get all NESCAC as a senior. Yeah, Ani. I say this a lot. Ani, his freshman year, didn't even make the traveling team to nationals. And for, for that to happen in our program, for him to come all the way through the way that he did to be the senior captain, winning his matches at the end, um, fighting. He He's had some amazing matches where he has, like, fallen and gotten hurt in the first game or the second game. And you think he's done and he, you know, rolled his ankle, broke his leg, whatever. Gets back up and wins the match on, on – uh, Saturday against F and M, he uh, twisted his knee. Uh, was it Saturday? It might have been Friday. I can't even remember. Um, twisted his knee down again for another five minutes or so. Gets back up, stretches it out, goes on to win the match. He's just—he's a warrior, and it's really cool to see that. Um, that's all him. You know, that's not coaching. That's not practice. That's just him and his spirit and his his work ethic to just kind of mentally block all the other stuff out and win for the boys and that's that's what he does that's his motivation for the team and that's what you want for the from the captain will we be seeing him at individual national yes okay. yes mood ani mm -hmm. uh coley mm -hmm. uh graham and mcleod okay. did i feel like oh omar too did i say omar uh, yeah no. the top six guys so okay. hopefully all six get in at this uh -huh. point mahmoud is in uh -huh. um 
I would expect that Graham and Omar get in. Hopefully, Coley, McLeod, and Ani. Um, but either way, it's a fun event. We're going all the way down to D.C. Um, some of the kids have never been to Washington, D.C. I think that's great that we can, we're able to you know, sort of pay for them to go down and, and see the nation's capital. And um, you know, maybe we can affect some change down there and uh, you know, play some good squash. It'll be a fun event, and um, I'm just looking forward to being with them for one more weekend. The baseball team had a tough start to its year, going 0-6 in California. The Bobcats have some time before they try to bounce back starting March 10 when they take on Worcester State in a doubleheader. And the scheme teams combined to finish 8 out of 15 teams at the NCAA Regionals hosted by Middlebury over the weekend. We will have a full preview of the NCAA Scheme Championships next week on the Bobcast. Plus, the lacrosse teams get NESCAC play underway against Middlebury, and Bates track and field athletes get one more chance to qualify for nationals. We will recap all that and more next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates, my